Welcome back, Business Casual listeners. So today's episode is going to be about giving thanks for being in the hard places. Um, when I first started my company, there were so many positives when you first start something. I think people love the idea of starting things. Um, my first company was a janitorial cleaning company, and most people would think about cleaning and think, well, what's exciting about that? But it's, it was really the business behind the cleaning that I was so excited about. It was the first time where I was creating contracts and giving people my word and having them respect my word by giving me funds for my service. And you can ride on that high of, oh, this is new, this is fresh, this is interesting for a very long time, but it inevitably will catch up with you. And you'll find yourself in places where things have gotten hard where the excitement of having a new business wears off and now you're stuck with a job. And so many people think, well, if it's my business, it's my job, if I work for myself, then it'll be okay. And I'm here to tell you, no, it's better than having somebody tell you what to do in a sense, but at the same time, owning a business, instead of having one boss or two at your job, you end up having like 15, 20, depending on how many contracts and how many people you service. And every customer that you have a product that you're selling, those are your bosses. You know, they're telling you things about your product that need to change. They're telling you things about your service that needs to to change. And just like a boss, if you're not adequate, they're going to come in and they're going to have a review with you. Well, when times get hard in business, Nobody's sitting you down for a review. They're calling and telling you, hey, this isn't right. That isn't right. Either you fix it or you're gone (laughs) because the world can be cruel. The world can come in such a way. Like when you think about it, your customer, your clients, they have pressure from their bosses. Um, In the cleaning industry, the way it works is you talk to like an office manager, you know, you give them a a bid. They accept the bid based on all of these situations. This is what you're going to be paid. And then it's up to you to keep that contract uh, by doing what you said you was going to do. Now, there's always a time where the physical element, the human element of a business steps in and when you're doing a service-based business people get burnout you may hire somebody and they're really great for the first six months three months four months five months whatever first year but then there comes a time when things change in their lives uh you know women may have a baby and you know they can't work anymore or uh, a guy may get a new job during the day and this part-time job with you 
they may be um, less enthusiastic to keep their part time and they're not willing to tell you to your face like, hey, I'm not feeling this anymore. Like I'm making enough money during the day, but this is an easy job. So I'm not about to quit, but I'm not about to put my all into it either. And the human element comes and times get hard. And this has happened to me a couple times throughout my business life where you hire some people. They do really, really well for a long amount of time. You get comfortable, which I think you should never get comfortable in business. I mean, honestly, and you start to get these calls. And earlier in my life, when I got these calls, I didn't realize that the hard times were here because usually by the time somebody calls you, they've been really dealing with that issue for a while. It's very rare that people call you the first time or even the second time something bothers them. By the time they call you, it's been happening for weeks. And with the cleaning business, um, it happens really fast. When people are dissatisfied, cleanliness is something that just stands out. When things aren't properly vacuumed, when rooms aren't put back together the correct way, when the floor isn't being mopped the right, you know, with clean water, like it's so many things that can happen once the human element, the person that you hire becomes lazy, becomes um, disinterested and they lack motivation for your company. And that's why having a a strong HR department and always looking for workers is very, very vital and important. Once your business is up and established and it's not you specifically doing the work all the time. Um, And the one thing that I have to thank God for is that in the hard times is when you find out what you're really made out of. In the hard times is when you find out do I even do I really want to see myself doing this business for 10 years? Because when things are great, you can do it forever. You know, when money just comes in without you having to do hardly nothing. Anybody can do that. It's when the problems hit and now, OK, we have to let this person go, but we don't have anybody trained and ready to go. And now your schedule, which was free this week, is now gone. Now you have to jump in and be that worker where that worker has to be fired. That worker has to be let go. Now, here's the owner of the company jumping back into the employee role. And one of the greatest things about being an entrepreneur is the freedom that it gives you. But the little known fact that people realize is that entrepreneurs work 80, 90, 100 hour weeks to have three or four months where they don't have to do much. And the hard times develop you and make you so appreciative of the good times because there's seasons in this. And sometimes you harvesting um, and sometimes you're sowing. And when you have to jump in the trenches and train people and get them back to standard or you have to hire a whole a bunch of new people and they're not quite getting it as fast as you want to and 
you're really, really in the trenches like, dang, when will this thing pan out? When will I get some employees that I can trust that don't have to be uh, you don't have to be on top of them like hawks? They can be adults about the situation. And it's so great when you finally get to that point where, wow, you know, I put in three or four months of just training to get these people up and running. I feel confident with them. I trust them to do their job. And now I can maybe go on a vacation for a bit or I don't have to come and watch them like a hawk. They they understand the routine. And what happens is eventually those people will have an expiration date because life is just up and down. There is no business like and that's the one of the funny things about today's day and age. Like if you go on YouTube, there's all these people like, wouldn't you love to have an automated business that just does all the work for you and you just set it up one time and now you just collect the money all day long? That's such a lie. Even if you're selling products online and things online, your website is going to get outdated. The industry standards are going to change eventually. And you will be ushered into hard times once again. And I think it's very wrong and deceptive to tell people that, oh, yeah, you're going to have this super automated business. You're going to have to do next to no work. You only got to put in X amount of time to reap tenfold benefits. It's just not really reality of a business owner like everybody on this earth more than likely is going to work until they die. It's just the hard times for a business owner are really, really, really hard because there is absolutely nobody you can pass the baton to. There is no sick days. There's no, oh, I just need to be off today. Like, no, you can lose a whole contract by not getting things done during the deadline. And The one advantage of being an employee is if you're not really self-motivated, where you want to just show up, do your job, and every once in a while take off, put your time in, say, hey, I I just want to be off next week just because. Business owners don't have that luxury. They can't just say, oh, I'm just going to be gone. They have to work really hard to get that time to be off. They have to put in sometimes years worth of work to take one vacation sometimes. And that sounds crazy to people. They're like, Why would you do that? You know, what what is the benefit really of living that type of life? And honestly, it's just not for everybody. Some people will only receive a certain level of joy out of their life because they're not willing to sacrifice um, as much as other people. You know, like some people are happy with their vacation being Disney World. Nothing wrong with Disney World. Nothing wrong with Universal Studios. But it doesn't really take a lot to make that happen. But then there are people who are willing to sacrifice and trip around Europe for like three months. You can't really get that level of freedom in most jobs to leave for three months to go backpack around Europe um, with 
working as an employee. I mean, there are things that you can do, like being a software engineer, and there are there are businesses that working remotely is is doable. But there's nothing like putting the hard work in to have a, a business run effortlessly, you know, and it takes so much time in that hard season to get to that point. And when you get to that point of everything is running effortlessly for a business owner, it's a finite time. It lasts before a moment until something happens and you got to get right back in the trenches and you have to build your business back up. Um, there's exceptions to this rule. Like if you're Mark Zuckerberg and you hit it huge billion dollar company and you don't feel like working no more and you got enough money to last you your whole, whole life. But opportunities like that don't necessarily come from being an employee. Where someone purchases the company and you get paid some exorbitant amount of money. Normally, if you're an employee and you're helping a business owner um, scale this company to where someone wants to acquire it at the sale of the company, you might get something. You may get even a, a, a job with the new company that they acquired, but you may not get a check so big that you don't have to literally work for the rest of your life again. And I heard a quote the other day that said, you know, some people believe working four or five years to become rich is a very long time. But other people will not go to entrepreneurial road and work 40 years as an employee and stay poor and live paycheck to paycheck, but that doesn't seem like a long time to them. And the reason it doesn't seem like a long time to them is because their weekends are theirs. When they want to take a vacation, they can put the time in and, and, and take a two-week vacation somewhere really, really nice. But there's a risk and a reward to this thing. And the one thing that I learned about the hard times with my business is that I'm just not somebody that's okay with the epitome of my vacation is, you know, a week or two in Florida or going to Cali or something like that. Like I have dreams of going to Japan, um, staying in Europe, like moving and living there for a while, like just having the freedom to do what I want and to be able to even also invest into others. And as an employee, I'm not saying it's selfish to be an employee, but unless you're a super high earner, you're probably not going to have the money in your lifetime to really invest into other people unless you're very, very talented with your money and the um, pulls of the world to go to every new movie that drops, um, to eat out at nice restaurants often. Like, you have to be a super disciplined person to have a job and be able to continue to invest. And in today's society, I don't think that invest...
I don't think that investing is given um, the same attention as going to school, getting education, master's degrees, PhDs. People aren't encouraging others to, soon as they get paid, take 10% of it and buy some stocks or take 10% of it and save for uh, a franchise opening a Chick-fil-A or, you know, pooling money together to buy some real estate and create some, some, some wealth, you know, um, owning properties. That's a form of entrepreneurship, you know, being investor in stocks, like you're a part owner in that business. You're a shareholder, uh, in a company. Um, and I realized that most people just want to have an easy life. They want to just go to work for eight hours, know that they can pay their bills, have a little money to have some fun, and they're cool. But not saying that hard times don't come for, for that in those situations, because they do. And sometimes much worse because if you lose your job and you can't get another one really quickly, it could, you know, really throw you into bankruptcies and all types of things can happen and can go wrong. Um, and where I live in, in Prince George's County, the foreclosure rate is super high because these higher earning um, individuals will predicate their whole life based on a check run that their cost of living up at the same height as their check and then if the government shutdown happens something happens now they running to get loans just to you know keep up their lifestyle and the hard times are like much more devastating to me to employees because so much isn't in your control And as an entrepreneur, when you're used to going out there and killing what you eat, even if you lose a project and and times get hard, it kind of teaches you that, look, you're not going to be down for long. You can bounce back. And this isn't necessarily a knock on being an employee. I just feel like when you're an employee, you have to live a more disciplined life to gain some of the things that as an entrepreneur you'll get pretty quickly because you're forced to educate yourself. You're forced to stay on top of trends. You're you're forced to either grow or shut down. You know, being stagnant in business is a very hard thing to do. Um, If you're not growing in business, normally you're failing and you just might not be at a point where you're closing the doors yet, but it's around the corner. So the thing I just want to leave is that if you're going down this entrepreneur route and you are a business owner, you want to have a nonprofit, you want to do something where you're taking on the bulk of the responsibility, understand, even as an employee, if you're going to take on and lead a project and you're taking on the bulk of of responsibility, when you do that, the title, the the extra money, all of that is great, 
but just understand that that you're trading that for hard times and the extremes of the hard times that you can handle will truly be the extremes of the blessings that you'll be able to gain as well. And so if you're in some super hard times right now, like I currently am, just continue to focus on when you are going to get out the amount of blessings, the amount of things that you've learned, the posturing that you're putting your your company in, the posture that you're developing for your own life. And just keep your mind focused on that. You know, um, the hard times are to distract us from the blessing that's right around the corner. And sometimes the, the bigger the hard time is, the harder it is to understand that the blessing is just going to be just as big. So this is just a um, a time I feel like for the business casual families to pull together their 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 mental acuity, pull together their your resources, um, understand that your time is extremely valuable. And if you're not going through through something, then you're really not even growing. So I just want to leave you guys with that. Uh, check us out on YouTube, Business Casual PC. Um, and like, subscribe, share. If this is blessing you, uh, you know, let me know. Email us. Link is in the description. Peace.